Hello and welcome to the show. Now, we all like an easy life, and if you were to rewind a few years, then live streaming was a task left to the professionals. But now, somewhat speeded up by the pandemic and often out of necessity, the tools are there for almost anyone to become a broadcaster. Yeah, and that broadcast could be as varied as a local sports match to a house of worship service, and our guest today provides those solutions. We're delighted to once again welcome Graham Sharp from Broadcast Picks. Hi, Graham. Hi, guys. Good to see you again. Good to see you again, guys. Nice to see you. So since we last spoke, the um, pandemic has continued um, and many companies have had to have a strategic rethink about what they're doing going forwards. Give us a quick um, overview of where Broadcast Picks is right now. Um, I think sort of further along a path that we started prior to the pandemic, um, and I, I don't want to make you think I have a crystal ball and can see it all coming. I just think it was some <laughs> research that we'd yeah. done at the end of 19. Um, I actually interviewed a local town hall here in the Boston area. I was chatting to their crew that produces their sort of town hall meetings. This is a phenomenon we get in the US, less, less so in the UK, where all the town hall meetings are recorded and streamed onto a website or they're also uh, streamed on a local cable TV channel. And I was chatting to these guys and I said, you know, looking at this lovely big switcher panel in their facility, how do you get on with this panel? And they're like, we really don't understand it. We probably use less than 5% of the cap capabilities of this panel. And that sort of kicked us into gear to think, you know, we're all in this world of trying to get higher resolutions and faster streams and speeds and whatever. But the reality is the explosion in content creation has not been um, at the high end. It's been at the mid and lower markets, the sort of volunteer-led organizations in churches, in, in town halls in the, here in the US. But, you know, we have a phrase, aquarium to zoos. We looked at our customer base and literally we have pretty much every letter of the alphabet covered. We've got an aquarium using our product. We've got a zoo using our product, and we've pretty much got everything in between. <laughs> and so the explosion has been in what I would call non-broadcast trained operators. So that, you know, late yeah. 19 um, created a strategy sort of change within Broadcast Picks to focus on ease of use of the product, not only from just once you get it installed and using, but from out of the box all the way through to creating your first content, make it easy and add content, uh, give give the user, you know, templates, elements of content to make his job easier. And so that's what we've been focused on. Now, of course, we had no idea the pande pandemic was gonna hit. Um, and as we went through last year, early part of last year, in we included in that ease of use mentality streaming. So we added uh, more streaming options and made them easier to get at. And, and literally through the year, uh, we've had our team focus very much on, on ease of use, everything in the box, ease of install, and not chasing, you know, higher and higher resolutions. People say to me, oh, are you doing 8K yet? Well, no. <laughs> I mean, we could. We have a, a software engine that in theory is resolution independent, but what's the point? You know, the point is much more, let's get the products 
easy to use for this new democratized world we live in where everybody's trying to produce streaming video yeah yeah that's it now there's a there's a trendy term that you can ignore 8k but can you put your finger on any other emerging trends that we you know that we've seen come out of being in the pandemic um i i do think that well there's a there's a there's clearly a, tr a trend toward or let's call it a desire toward better quality content i think everybody's fed up with flat zoom meetings and flat sort of uh, conference calls and and trying to distribute sure. boring content. So I, I would say yeah. there's a lot of people we talk to certainly looking to improve the production value of the content they're creating. So you know, I, I don't I don't even really want to talk about technology trends because I'm not sure I agree with them. You know, the technology trends are driven by the yeah. set manufacturers and the camera manufacturers. At the end of the day. A display is a display and a camera is a camera and it's very difficult to differentiate between the two so these these manufacturers are on this insane quest to get higher and higher resolutions well you know to my mind that's sort of crazy it doesn't bring anything to the user uh, and in any in, no. in many ways it actually takes them backwards we did some maths around for example just 2k right if you if you take a 2k image and you you stick it through NDI, and you you uh, use NDIHX, which is their low bandwidth system. It it uh, compresses that image three hundred and forty to one. That means for every three hundred and forty bits of content, you throw three hundred and thirty nine away. When you reconstitute that, it looks terrible because it's got uh, it's got artifacts all over it. As soon as you move the camera, it blocks like crazy. Why would you do that when you can use a similar format of HD through that and it and it compresses it about 16 to 1? And when it's reconstituted, it looks great. So I just, I, I have, yeah. as much as we've had pressure from some resellers and users saying, oh, we need 4K, we need this, we need that. I've resisted and I've been trying to educate our sales force and our resellers to push back and say, guys, you're chasing something that's not bringing any value to your end product. In fact, if anything, it's probably going to make it look worse. What you really need is to focus on production values, helping helping your clients. This is the message to resellers: produce better content. You know, just yeah. better graphics, just just even basic stuff. And so, I would say we trends. Yeah, there's the technology trends. My opinion, they're not helping anybody. But then there's the desire to produce better content. more compelling content and that's what i'm interested in yeah i mean there's going to be some um technologies out there that are going to have a big impact on the broadcast industry and those technologies have really um developed over the last 18 months you know expedited because of the situation we found ourselves in is there anything you know particularly there that you're keeping an eye on yeah i mean i i keep looking so i i think um there's let's put them into two areas one of the things we've we at Brokers Picks have done in the last five years is move from a very much hardware focus to a very much software focus. So we have a software engine. And so that's gambling or betting on one trend, which is that the hardware is going to get better and better and better. And it is, you know, we, we just had to qualify a new platform. Our old server platform went end of life. We just qualified a new one. Guess what? It's cheaper and it's more powerful. So it just means 
from a, from a software engine viewpoint, we can have more network inputs, for example. We can process more simultaneous streams of video at the same time because we have a more powerful engine. And having been in this sort of, you know, years ago working at Discrete Logic, then Avid for years, been in this sort of world where software and hardware mixes, you see massive leap forwards in hardware and then it'll plateau for a bit and then another massive leap forward. So uh, one of the things I'm monitoring is some, some of the mergers in the in the hardware, in the IT hardware business, like um, you maybe don't know, NVIDIA, the graphics card guys, bought Mellanox, uh -huh. which is a high-speed switching company. Well, why did they do that? They're just about to introduce one of the first products with uh, an outboard, very high-speed bus because the 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 pinch point these okay. days in in computers is not so much the the processing power it's not the graphics processing it's now back to being the bus structure you know it was the bus structure years ago then PCI2 came out and whatever now it's back to being the bus structure so these guys are looking at you know how can we do an outboard bus that gets data moving around between memory and processors and graphics faster than the regular PCI bus. So that's going to that's going to free up a bottleneck. Um in along similar lines, you know, uh, Intel bought Altera, they're going to smash FPGAs into uh into the microprocessors so we can have parallel processing. So there's a whole trend along, among hardware manufacturers that we as kind of mainly software people have to watch because it's only going to improve the performance of our product running in servers. So that's kind of one thing the other area, completely different, is, you know, what can we do with things like AI? I'm not sure AI is going to be a massive uh, driver of live productions. Uh, I can see it might be more in post-production where you're, you're, you're in a more controlled environment. But things like, you know, scene detection changes, um, you know, we're, we're big into macros and automation. Let's, let's improve the quality of the on-air look by automating simple tasks. So nesting simple tasks together, like I want to, you know, I'm looking, I just used this example this morning, so I'll use it again. I'm looking at the vicar in his pulpit, uh, and then we're going to go to a hymn. So I want to move the camera to look at the organist and throw up a title saying, here's the organist. I do that every single time I produce my church service. So what do I do? I create a macro. My macro switches the uh, output to a still image of I don't know, stained glass window in the background. I move the camera to look at the organist. I switch, you know, 10 seconds back to the organist. And then I throw up a title saying, you know, we have Sam Smith playing organ, whatever, and it's him, whatever. And all of that becomes one yeah. button push. So mm. the use of automation to automate simple tasks already ongoing, um, you know, how much further can we push that with the use of, of AI? And it's, it's not really AI, it's really machine learning. You know, you're learning something that someone's yeah. doing regularly and you're making it into a macro. Um, you know, we have similar yeah. it, things in our visual radio product in Radio Picks where, you know, we, we are analyzing the microphones and we'll make switching decisions based on the microphone activity with some behavioral intelligence. Like if some guy like me now is talking for too long, we might pull back, put a graphic up saying, here's Graham talking for too long, come back down, just to make my three-minute lecture or whatever it is interesting versus um, 
just listening to me talk, right? So, so there's, so that's another trend. You know, what can we do with AI? What can we do with behavioral intelligence to again focus on the quality of the output in the hands of a non-broadcast trained operator, a volunteer type operator? It does become that making life easy for them, doesn't it? So a lot of that, right. what you've just said, a lot of what you just said is, is sort of almost driven. A lot of a lot of uh, those trends are going to be driven by what technologies can be made available. You're getting much right. feedback from your customers, uh, from the from actually probably quite a new customer base that you've you've got over the last 12, 24 Yeah, months, I, I think. What are they doing? I, I think yeah. they're. I think the new the new type of customers, and we have over the the sort of tail end, you know, pandemic sequence was, oh my god, what's happening? We're not selling anything. Oh my god, streaming's <laughs> just taken off, and now we don't know what the hell to do. We can't supply enough boxes, and and but all of that that second wave of you know of uh, was new customers, cu customers that didn't really understand uh, streaming and st probably still don't to a certain degree. And um, no. and and it's back to an argument you know we've been having in this industry for ever uh, the, uh, between the I don't know you want to call it conflict or synergy between an IT group and a video group. Um, what yeah. we get what what a lot of the feedback we're getting is is that we're, we've got non-trained operators. We're trying to improve the software to make it easy for them to use, but a lot of them still struggle on install with the streaming and the networking part. Um, if they have an IT guy, he's probably got the network completely locked down. So, you know, call comes into the support department. Oh, I'm supposed to be streaming to Facebook Live and it's it's not showing up. Not and just talking yeah. them through how you get video out. And that that's a lot of what we're doing. I, I We created a whole training um, webinar on, uh, on networking and streaming because what we're finding is there's an awful lot of buzzwords, e even amongst the what I would yeah. say the sort of forward-thinking reseller channel. They'll sit there and they'll talk RTSP and WebRTC and TCP, and they'll throw all this stuff at you. And I just say, okay, well, what do you mean by that? Well, you know, of course, TCP. I said, yeah, but what does that mean? And they don't know. So we've been actually doing a lot of education because yeah. you know the typical IT guy, and for your viewers, is a very short training course, there are two transport protocols used for video. TCP, which is a one-to-one -one connection, meaning, you know, yeah. I'm one-to-one -one with you right now because I've established a connection with you and we're chatting. And then there's um, yeah. UDP, which is one-to-many. And most streaming formats, in fact, almost all streaming formats are based on UDP because the handshake overhead is lower. I get more video out. I'm not. I'm not talking about the weather in handshake terms and whatever. What does that mean? Yeah. It means that IT guys don't like it because it's not established a one-to-one -one connection. So therefore, they block it, which is why typically a lot of streaming does not get out of the firewall of the building that you're in because you've got to go in and open a certain port. So all this kind of stuff, you know, you, you, you're going to a church, a guy or a, or a town hall, and he's never used video before. And he's now got, you know, maybe a panel or a touch screen and he's trying to produce video. Now he's trying to stream to YouTube and he's trying to stream to Facebook Live. And he's like, oh, my God, you can't even get it out of the building. So <laughs> that that's a lot of the discussion is, is yeah. that sort of, you know, let's help you guys get get going. And, and it is, yeah. I would suggest to you in our industry, it's a huge issue 
because we have video guys who don't understand networking and we have networking guys who don't understand video and the guys yeah. in the middle that can do both are in great demand and highly likely not to show up at a small church in the Boston area. Do you know what I mean? So, it's, so that, that, right. that's yeah. another thing. Yeah. Yeah. Education yeah. is huge. Yeah. yeah. So, so I know we, we, we mentioned churches quite a bit and I know that's only a small sector of everything that um, yeah. is out there, but it, it was, was the driving force behind your new product, Church Picks, was it based around the fact that you want to make life easy for these guys? Exactly. And I apologise for talking about church. It just happens to be on the agenda here internally at the moment. But, yeah, yeah. you know, the way – so we have, we have a core software architecture that we can basically use for anything. And, and we sort of have two product lines. We have the a la carte, you go away, you choose your server, your number of inputs, whatever, and you build a product. That we sort of determined was too complex for this new wave of user. So we went down what we call the appliance route, which is we take the same software, we pre-configure it on a suitable server, we bundle in cameras that are all pre-configured, and you get everything in the box. And we we were just doing that prior to the pandemic with radio picks. We determined that the visual radio market was a market that we could, you know, do something in. So we we announced mm -hmm. radio picks just before the pandemic started. Once the pandemic started, we rushed out a thing called streaming picks. Same idea, small Lenovo server, a single camera, a microphone, and uh, all the UIs and the content you need to get streaming. And now, yeah. as, as we're getting through the pandemic and we're starting to understand the markets more, you know, we've introduced church picks. So look for us over the coming months, the coming year, to introduce more focused, dedicated appliances for specific markets. Mm. And the main difference, that the software is exactly the same. The difference is the user templates, the automation templates, and the graphics templates. So we, we basically, when the thing boots up out of the box, it comes up with a user interface suitable for doing a church production. It comes up with a whole bunch of templates that are suitable for doing graphics templates that are suitable for church productions. And in it, we bundle a whole load of royalty-free content like stained glass windows, pictures of crosses, pictures of candles, pictures of outsides of churches, so that the guy can get up and running real fast. So look at it as the core software, put on the appropriate scaled hardware for the task in hand, one or two cameras and maybe a couple of other network inputs, streaming outputs, plus a whole, if you like, user bundle of templates, user templates, automation templates, graphics templates, suitable mm. for the market we're aimed at. And that's really what our appliances are. So like I say, churches we just re re released recently, we've got plans to do other pixes for other um, focused, dedicated markets. Yeah, I kind of want to, you, you've, you've hit on it, you've, you've touched on it there. But let's go for your crystal ball that you mentioned earlier on. What is your industry going to look like in a couple of years? Because you're going to develop <laughs> all of those products in a, you know over the next couple of years. Yeah. Any any thoughts? Right. Yeah. I mean, look, this is again another age-old discussion we've had going back. Yeah. Well, in my lifetime, twenty years when we first started using general-purpose hardware. Um, the first thing I like to start with is 
is look at the relative scale and size of our industry. If you take the whole IT industry, you know, and then you take the telecoms industry and then you take us, oh, we're a pimple. You can barely see us. I, I drew a chart once, yeah. in fact, I have it for investors and things where I go, look, here we are, this tiny little dot here. And, yeah. you know, the whole broadcast, in, to put things into perspective, the whole broadcast technology industry is smaller than HP's printer division. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Pause, yeah. right? So yeah. <laughs> clearly, finally, we can get out of making our own hardware. It's almost insane to contemplate making our own hardware. Now, I don't mean that Blackmagic shouldn't keep making I.O. cards. That's really important for the whole industry, AJA, all these guys. But th to contemplate us building a hardware switcher is insanity because we're, we're riding the wave of IT technology. So what are we going to look like? We're going to be a small software subsegment in the IT industry that specifically handles and manages video. Um, it doesn't mean we can't have healthy broadcast type companies in the industry, but we're not, we're very rarely going to be building hardware. We're going to be integrating hardware. I, I I'm a firm believer. I keep talking about, you know, we've developed software and we're a software company. But the last thing I want to do right now is just sell that as software only because chances are, you know, we went through this at Avid years ago. Someone's going to try and run it on their phone or whatever, and it's not going to work because it doesn't have enough power. A lot of the customer satisfaction is around the pre-configuration of the right level of yeah. hardware for the task at hand, right? doesn't mean we don't have yeah. scalable software, but you're going to be able to combine more HD images than 2K images on the same processor chip, right? So it's all about configuring the correct hardware to work with your software to deliver a seamless and, and pleasant user experience for the task at hand. So if you don't do that, you're just opening yourself up for loads of support issues. But Crystal Ball, we, we will be a, a market-specific software segment to the overall IT business. And to extend that a little bit further, that will include, include sort of merging with the AV market. You know, I was asked the other day, is, is broadcast and AV yeah. merging? And I'm like, well, are they different markets? Because I've never mm. believed they really were. Uh, and in fact, in many ways, the AV business has got more experience of IT than we have in broadcast. But, you know, you'll see the whole kind of visual media business as a software-specific applications business at part of the overall IT market infrastructure. That's a fascinating outlook, yeah, Graham. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'll come back to you in the coming months um, to see how the crystal balls faring out. But best future, of luck with depression. all of your various pixies. Yeah. It sounds really interesting. So um, that's it for today. Uh, please Brilliant. check out everything on Broadcast Picks Online. You can find out everything that Graham's been talking about there. And finally, many thanks to Media Proxy who support Coat Plus TV, and you can find out about them at mediaproxy.com. Thanks again to Graham, and we'll see you next time.